What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Motley, who's the founder of Mentor Spaces. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm really looking, looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Mentor Spaces, what is it? What are you working on here? Uh, well... What we do at Mentor Space is we help large companies to uh, improve the diversity, equity, and inclusion of their companies, and we do it through mentorship. Uh, so it's a mentor, uh, virtual mentorship platform that really facilitates relationship between uh, junior level employees and more senior employees, as well as underrepresented talent uh, interested in working at uh, our client companies. So let's say I had a, a big company and I, I wanted to use this. Can you kind of walk me through my user experience? You know, how would I, you know, how, how could I use it? What are the different things I can do with it? Can you kind of walk me through, I guess, like what would my experience be if I was to kind of check out the product? Yeah. Well, I think one thing it's important to, to establish is sort of, you know, what has been problematic with mentorship in the past. And, and typically, um, you know, it's very cumbersome. It doesn't really scale well. And when my team and I, you know, look deeper into how we can innovate uh, in terms of mentorship technology, there's a few key sort of features that differentiate us. Uh, one is a focus on group mentorship. Uh, uh, people tend to have the same answers to questions and uh, the folks who have experience to share, they don't like repeating themselves. Uh, so putting people in career interest-based groups is one uh, very important kind of component of the user experience. Uh, second is asynchronous communication for all the same reasons. You want to be able to scale. So very similar to Aquora, uh, we um, facilitate mentorship conversation through QA. Uh, and then the last piece is just recognizing that folks can be either a mentor or a protege, depending on the subject matter at hand. So when we work with our big customers, we tend to work with their employee resource groups, which are already organized according to gender and um, uh, race, et cetera. And they almost always have goals related to building talent pipelines and increasing their leadership development. Uh, so when they use the application, they're assigned to these groups that are focused on their expertise and their lived experience, but they will then engage in questions and answers uh, with cohorts of students and early career professionals that we've matched uh, to those groups or spaces. Got it. This, this sounds like a fantastic product for, 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 for any company to use. It kind of leads me to wonder, like, why did you want it to get started with this in the first place? Or I guess, in other words, like, what's the origin of the story uh, for yeah. this and why did you get started? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it really started. So I spent the first part of my career at Goldman Sachs as an energy trader. Now, you know, I'm a black kid from the South Side of Chicago, so I knew nothing about Goldman Sachs. I knew nothing about the world of finance and, and trading. Uh, but I had this chance encounter with someone when I was about 18 or 19 years old who actually was an energy trader at Goldman Sachs. And this individual, uh, you know, changed my life by introducing me to this whole world I didn't understand. And quite honestly, you know, the money I made from that first part of my career helped to fund this company. But I really just became obsessed with um, leveraging technology to create serendipity for folks who may never have that chance encounter. And I just feel like where we are in the world today, especially when you think about A, COVID, um, and everybody being sort of dispersed in their individual homes, and then B, this national discussion around racial equity, uh, the timing couldn't be better to bring this type of solution to the market uh, to provide opportunities, not only to, for people who may not uh, know about them, but also for companies who are really trying to make um, you know, positive inroads in terms of their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. Can you kind of walk me through, you know, as, as the leader of this company, you, you're probably wearing a lots of hats all the times. What is an average, what does an average day look like for you um, as you're, you know, as you're working on this and um, how it maybe has it changed over time since you started it to where it's at now? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Matt. So, you know, I think most people will say, you know, there is no average day and, you know, and I, I do understand that. Uh, but for me, I think, you know, from the beginning days, you worry about things like the name of the company and, and all of these things that when you have a little more experience don't matter. Um, it's all about, you know, building something that creates value. And so for me, you know, there's basically three things that are on my mind every single day. Number one is get the flywheel turning. Uh, so customers, users, making sure people are happy, so on and so forth. Um, number two, making sure we have the right people um, on the team to help drive the strategy forward. And then number three, making sure you never run out of money. And that could be from a fundraising perspective or really being aggressive in strategic partnerships and sales. So my average day is literally uh, beginning each day and ending each day with those three buckets. And I simply ask myself one question, what is the one thing I can do um, uniquely to me and being the founder, having my network, et cetera, that can move us forward on one of those three um, sort of motions of the business. Um, so it's average in that um, sort of framework, but obviously the strategies that I employ on, on a daily and weekly basis can be different depending on what's happening in the market. And that structure did not exist in the early days. Definitely. Um, so a couple more questions for you. So you mentioned earlier in our conversation that when you were, I think you said 18 or 17, um, you didn't know, you know, much about the banking world. Someone kind of took you under their wing and kind of showed you the ropes. Um, I'm curious if you could tell your 18 year old self something now about banking or about just like tech startups, just from what you know now, what would you, uh, what would you tell them? What would you kind of impart on someone, you know, that is not as experienced in the world as you are now? Yeah, I mean, what I would tell my 18-year-old self or, or someone at that age is, is stay curious and dedicate time to embrace that curiosity. 
um, when I was in college, despite, you know, my hardcore schedule and, you know, having a lot of classes, but also working at the same time, one thing that I did was every Saturday morning did not matter from 8 a.m. to about noon. I spent that time engaging and investing in my curiosity. So I wasn't doing homework. <laughs> I wasn't like working. I literally just, um, you know, used this wonderful tool called the internet to just go deep on anything that, that sparked my curiosity. And if you think about that, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. So you have 52 cycles each year of uh, three, four hours engaging your curiosity. And you'll find that lots of ideas uh, come to you and you just become a lot smarter about uh, a lot of different things. And if, if you were to kind of take what you were doing now and zoom out a little bit and look forward to five, 10, 15 years, um, what, uh, what, what does it look like then? Or I guess what's your big vision for mentor space and you know, what direction are you rowing in every day? Yeah, well, for mentor spaces, you know, our vision is to make all, you know, company workplaces virtual and, and physical uh, more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. And so, from the, so we would be the number one, you know, mentorship platform in the world, quite honestly, in terms of leveraging this process uh, to help companies increase the number of folks from underrepresented backgrounds applying to their jobs. And that doesn't only mean race, it can be gender, it can be sexual orientation, uh, you know, increasing employee engagement where they feel like they can shape the culture of a company uh, by mentoring others and really have, um, you know, a, an abundance of data that demonstrates how, you know, companies who work with us are able to increase their growth and profitability and reputations. Uh, if we can do that, uh, my team and I will be very happy. And to make that happen, you know, it takes a village, right? You, 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 everyone always needs help sometimes. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you looking for investors, looking for customers, you know, partnerships? How, how can the community assist? Yeah, yeah. And I, kind of, I think it goes back to an earlier question you asked me. You know, we want to get our flywheel turning, right? And delivering value to our users. We want to get the right people in the right seats to help us grow. And, you know, I want to make sure we don't run out of money. So all of the above. Um, you know, one thing I would say for entrepreneurs is that there's a certain amount of flexibility you have to have in approaching the day because any, any conversation like that one I had when I was 18 years old can lead to that person on the executive team, that investor you never considered, or that customer who can really help take the company to the next level. So all of the above is, is, is what, where we like to meet up. I like having conversations. And then for my last question, if someone, you know, wants to get in touch, they're interested in what you're doing, how, how can they find you? What's your URL? Are you on social? Do you have an email? How can they get in touch? Now, I am on social, but I don't check it. Uh, <laughs> I got to get stuff accomplished. But uh, you can just reach me at chris at mentorspaces.com. I'm, I'm kind of old school in that uh, I just scan the emails. And so that's probably the easiest and best way. You're saying people can't reach out to you just on Snapchat? No way. No, just, just joking. <laughs> I actually, I, I, um, I, for me, I prefer email or just a simple Twitter DM, but I can't do the like TikTok, Snapchat, Insta. I'm good. So I'm with you. Yep. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and I wish you best of luck as you build out mentor spaces. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, Matt. Really appreciate it. This was fun. 
All right, thank you for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders coming at you live from the radio station in Forward Thinking City. What is Forward Thinking City? Forward Thinking City is the number one place for people to break into tech and startups from anywhere in the world. Um, As part of Forward Thinking City, we have AMAs with some of the top founders and investors in the game. In addition, we have educational content on how to fundraise from top investors, how to build products in days, if not you know hours, using no-code tools like Webflow and Adalo. We also have plenty of opportunities for you to meet other residents, for you to exchange ideas, for you to potentially hire residents, for you to potentially, you know, invest in residents or get investment, things like that. This all goes down in Forward Thinking City. If you are interested in joining the city as a resident, go to forwardthinking.city and become a resident for $20 a month. Or if you're just interested to see what's going on in the city, feel free to come to an AMA for free. Just go to forwardthinking.city and RSVP to one of the free events. But if you want full access, to all the networking events, to all the educational resources, and all the events we have to offer. Become a resident for $20 a month, and you will be able to experience all the city has to offer. All right, I'll see you on the other side. See you there.